Welcome to Health Science Starts Here, brought to you by Salis University, formerly known as the Pennsylvania College of Optometry, and before that, Pennsylvania State College of Optometry. You may be wondering why I'm bringing that up, because today, Salis is much more than just an optometry school. There's the Osborne College of Audiology, the College of Education and Rehabilitation, and the College of Health Sciences, and they all work together to make one Salis. But because it's 2019, We're getting ready to celebrate PCO's 100th birthday on April 27th, and in preparation for the gala, we spoke with Salas' current president, Dr. Michael Middleman, to ask him what's in the works for the university's next 100 years. Hi, Dr. Middleman. Thanks for being with us today. Can you please introduce yourself? Well, I would be happy to. Thanks, Macy. I'm Dr. Mike Middleman. I am the very proud president of Salus University. Very cool. Um, I know that our centennial is coming up, uh, or we are in our centennial year, and we're doing a centennial celebrations, including the gala, coming up on April 27th. Um, I did want to uh, talk about uh, a little bit about your legacy, where you, where we came from. Um, so can you describe how you believe that we'll continue to serve the university's principles in the next 100 years? <laughs> just, just going right out there. <laughs> I, I think it's important to understand where we came from uh, before you look at where you're going. And uh, we, we, you know, we were established 100 years ago, 1919, Dr. Fitch had this vision for the Pennsylvania College of Optometry. Actually, it was the Pennsylvania State College of Optometry at that time. And he wanted us to be on the cutting edge of optometric education. And and to paraphrase him, he wanted us to have an educational model that was much like medical school and dental school. At that time, that that was the the gold standard. And, you know, and we, under Dr. Lewis's leadership and Dr. DiStefano's leadership, really took the university in that direction in in so many ways. Uh, First of all, as the Pennsylvania College of Optometry, we were the trendsetter for the entire profession. Uh, The reason optometry is practiced the way it is today is because of what was taught and how it was advocated from the Pennsylvania College of Optometry over those years. Uh, And then Dr. Lewis and Dr. DiStefano had the vision of um, diversification, Uh, They thought that if uh, the Pennsylvania College of Optometry was to continue to thrive, we really needed to um, diversify to ensure that we had the financial backing to uh, continue to innovate and move forward. So hence was born Salus University, and that's now 10 years old. Right. Uh, um, But out of that has come a multidisciplinary health science professions university that is still on the cutting edge of where all of our professions need to go. Optometry, for example, we're looking at expanding the scope of practice from primary eye care to primary medical care because, one, the American healthcare system requires that type of expertise in order to take care of all those patients who require access to primary care. And two, optometrists are appropriately trained and ready to practice at that level. Uh, But once again, our institution is going to lead the way. Uh, the other institutions around the country, of which now there are 23, uh, they're reticent to change. Uh, we're not. Uh, our DNA is all about innovation. 
and pushing the envelope, and that's what we do. And we're doing that in all of our professions. Uh, having interprofessional education opportunities here and allowing all these professions to really work together uh, sets a grand stage for what we're going to look like in well into the next hundred years, because I believe that we're going to change the way optometry is practiced, and uh, you can say that for all of our professions, whether it be audiology, whether it be physician assistants, you know, speech and language pathology, occupational therapy, biomedicine, blind and low vision studies. We're pushing the envelope in each one of those, and, and that is going to be our legacy as we move forward. Wonderful. Um, you were um, inducted in July 2013 as the sixth president. Um, what have been some of the proudest moments of your presidency so far? First being selected. <laughs> Who would have thought? Uh, no, I, I have lots of proud moments, and, and they're not mine. Um, the, the wonderful faculty and the staff here have given me uh, the, the moments that I've been able to celebrate. Uh, you know, as we, we moved our celebrations all downtown to the Kimmel Center, as we established the speech and language pathology program, as I've watched the optometry program reinvigorate itself and get back on the national stage at very high levels, uh, as we've actually really in, in, in included business processes into everything that we do, uh, the integration of a primary medical clinic into the Eye Institute, all of our new classrooms, bringing in technology into all the programs. I'm, 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 I'm proud of what the staff has done for and every one of those things. All these renovations that we have done, um, they, they didn't happen by mistake. Uh, they happened through a lot of planning. And um, look at our clinical procedures lab. Look at our virtual reality lab. Uh, the faculty thought of how to do that. And you know, I, I, my job is to give everybody the tools they need to do their job. And so I'm actually proud of the fact that we've been able to enculturate that here at Salus, And people really embrace it. Uh, if I have a legacy, it's that. It's empowering people and allowing them to do their jobs and take it to the next level. Wonderful. Um, what are the three main important ideas that you want students to walk away with after attending Salus? You know, it's, um, it's really imperative that our students understand that when they graduate here, they're going to be high-quality ethical providers. Um, I, I want them to be confident in everything that they've learned. And then I want them to be successful. Uh, and by successful, I mean, you know, not, not necessarily monetarily, although that would be nice, but I, I want them to become pillars of their communities in any one of their professions. And if we're able to attain that in each one of our students, then we've attained success because that just keeps multiplying down the road. I like that. Um, and then, if you had to put anything um, that Salus does today in a time capsule, um, what would those things be that you would... A, a time capsule that I never want to see again or a time capsule <laughs> oh, that that's, I, that's I want er, people to find and say <laughs> they have the secret sauce? Because there, there are some things that we're doing today that we just need to leave behind. And uh, even in clinical practice, why are we doing certain things in clinical practice when technology is able to do it better than we are? Uh, and, you know, one of some of the things that I'd like to keep is our forward thinking and our innovativeness. Uh, the fact that we've been thinking out into the future, I think it's something that we should package. And because if we ever lose that edge, uh, then we've lost it all.
Uh, healthcare, in my opinion, and, and higher education, uh, always needs to be looking forward, always needs to be innovating. And the things that we do here at Salus really help to facilitate and leverage that, that type of thinking. Uh, you know, I, I think what we're doing in optometry, for example, we're, we're about to take our Chestnut Hill satellite and turn that into pretty much an automated um, uh, satellite clinic. Now, it doesn't mean people aren't going to be there. They are. But we're going to be leveraging the technology that's out there. And frankly, a lot of the technology is being pushed away by the, the profession right now. We have to embrace it. We have to embrace it, and then we have to own and develop the narrative so it becomes ours, so our patients and our profession both benefit from that. Right. If we do this right, and I think we, we're on the right path, uh, we will change the way optometry is practiced, and we will make it a much more efficacious practice for our patients and providers. Gotcha. Oh, um, I think that's a smart way to think about it, and I think that makes sense to use the technology as long as it works. Um, I think that that's smart. Oh, yeah. In your time as president, what have you learned about the culture of Salus? Um, how do you see that uh, creating a better future for both the university and outside the institution? Over my five and a half year tenure so far, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I've seen a real transition in the culture. Uh, when I first got here, uh, the, I don't believe there was a culture of empowerment. So people were doing their jobs, doing them well. Uh, but they didn't feel like they were empowered. They weren't innovating as well as I, I think they probably could have. Um, and, and frankly, uh, what I've seen is an evolution in thought. Um, and we're not there yet, but we're moving in that direction where I think people feel much more empowered to express their creativity, to express their opinions, and really to try new things. Um, I, I see a culture of innovation to a point of still not where we need it to be. Uh, but we're, we're clearly uh, moving in the right direction. I, we have the right leaders in place in each one of our programs to help facilitate this. Mm -hmm. And, and, that, and, you know, and I, it's not a commentary on what it used to be. It's just that things evolve over time. And as you get new people in different places, there are different leadership styles. And, and that has, I think, helped to promote a, a whole different culture of creativity and communication, which, which really serves us all well. And that, you know, it's not just at the academic level. This has happened at the Board of Trustees level also. So we, we, we see a, a real evolution in how our shared governance works and how our board is working with management. And it's, it's really uh, quite refreshing. Change is always good. It, it is, uh, if it's done for the right reason and if it's done the right way. And, and frankly, you know, from our board chair on down, we've got unbelievably supportive leadership uh, that has really enabled us to try things and to move things forward where I, I don't think many organizations really enjoy that type of latitude. So we're pretty lucky. And what do you see um, as an essential next step uh, or steps in order to remain a significant player in health science education? I know you kind of already touched yeah, on that, I'll but... Uh, we need to do a couple of things. Um, one, we, we need to get our alumni really engaged. Uh, we, we talk about it, but over the years, I, I think we've lost a good number of them, and we've concentrated on one profession where we really need to be concentrating on all of our professions. Our alumni are an unbelievably talented pool, 
and they add a lot to our discussion and they can really be informing us on directions that we should be taking. So that's, I think, something that really needs to occur. I think we continue to you know, embrace technology. Uh, one of the things that concerns me is as the, you know, the healthcare landscape changes and I look at the expense of education and, and the, the amount of student debt that our students have, that's not sustainable. So we have to get creative and figure out a better way of developing educational programs that are more cost-effective for the students, yet are sustainable from our point of view. Mm -hmm. You know, or should we be looking at hybrid models, more online type of learning, things that are more cost-effective to provide, and frankly, they're easier for the students uh, because maybe they can do that from home. They don't have to live near the school where it's a lot very expensive. So I, th I think these are models that, frankly, the scenario planning are going to help us move towards. But these are essential things that we have to be not just discussing, but we really have to be moving towards. Great. So thank you, Dr. Middleman, for being here today. Um, we really appreciate you taking some time and talking about the, the past, the present, and the future. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to do that. I, you know, my... my I look at my role here as a facilitator. Uh, you know, I said my job is to give people the tools they need to do their jobs. Basically, how do you get to yes? Uh, I, I see a really bright future for us. And what excites me every day when I come to work here is working with the unbelievable talent that we have at Salus. And you know, you can look anywhere, and you find it. People are creating and doing great things. What from the students to the faculty to the staff on up. That's what keeps me going every day. My job and the job of management is to make sure that we can sustain that and really move us to the next level. And I guarantee you, with this greatly talented staff we have, we will get there. So thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. My name is Alyssa Nguyen, and this is Health Science Starts Here. Check back every other week for new episodes and listen everywhere podcasts are available. To learn more about any of the topics we talked about today, visit salis.edu slash podcast.